0: It is the sports professor, Rick Harrow, and we are indeed keeping score. Let's get right to it. It's time for the top deal-making moments globally, three to one. Number three, the French Open underway and Roland Garros looks entirely due. Court Philippe Chatrier, one of the tennis's most storied areas, stripped its foundation, 80% of the existing center court destroyed to rebuild the stands and create better fan and media experience. 2019, Roland Garros expanding its footprint from 850 acres to about 1250. New set of courts, including a 5,000-seat greenhouse arena named Court Simone Mathieu after France's best female player of the 30s. In 2020, a retractable roof will be put on Chatrier, leading to night sessions at the French Open for the first time in 2021, a move expected to generate 100,000 to 150,000 more ticket sales Over the tournament fortnight, and in 2024, the site will host the tennis competition at the Summer Games. The need for a roof long been a factor in the French Open's profitability and product consistency. The 2016 tournament, for example, dubbed the Drench Open after days of play and international broadcasting hours were lost to rain. Number two, the Women's World Cup in UEFA aims to change perceptions of women's soccer with new marketing and rec- rec- recruitment strategies. The Time for Action strategy invests in programs from grassroots to professional level and will take on a uh, perception changing women's soccer across the globe. UEFA also hopes to double the reach and value of the Women's Champions League and Women's European Championship as well as double the number of females on all UEFA bodies by 2024 to 2.5 million according to sports pro UF has been making concerted efforts to improve the women's game in recent years including boosting its funding for the women's soccer development program by 50 percent as of 2020 and with the women's world cup set to kick off on june 7 it's a perfect time to announce the long overdue interest in the women's side of soccer that's number two number one the NBA. It's the most popular sports league in China, according to a recent survey undertaken by Ampere Analysis. The English Premier League and UEFA ranked 2nd and 3rd, respectively. And Chinese soccer's top-flight Chinese Super League did not make the top 10, even though the fixtures continue to break the 40,000 mark. The survey also showed that Chinese sports fans are younger than the national average, with about 65% of sports fans age 44 or younger. And following the NBA and Premier League and Champions League, the top 10 most popular sports, FIFA World Cup, Olympic Games, La Liga, Serie A, the World Table Tennis Championship, UEFA's European Championship, and FIFA Basketball World Cup. Not surprisingly, Ampere conducted similar research in 20 markets, and China was the only one where table tennis appeared in the top 10 most popular sports. Understandable, getting ready for the Olympics. That's your top deals this week, 3 to 1. Let's talk the intersection of sports, business, and medicine. Embody is a DARPA, a defense contracted funded medical device company, regenerating implants for tendon and ligament repair. They were funded in 2014 with a 12 million R&D contract from DARPA, based on the needs of elite warfighters such as Navy SEALs and other special ops. In early 2019, Embody closed a three and a half million dollar financing round, and as managing director of Windward Investments, Jeff Conroy provided strategy and licensing advisory services for a whole bunch of medical companies, with the idea of world-class athletes getting injured because of overuse. Everybody's talking about limiting the amount of necessary play for superstars, especially with higher WNBA contracts. Look at what happened to Brianna Stewart. But more importantly, finding ways to fix bodies not only for the top elite athletes, but for the weekend warrior. A unique snapshot of sports, technology, medicine, and business, the founder of Embody Jeff Conroy. Sports professor Rick Haro, inside the boardroom beyond the scoreboard. We have a very interesting mixture of sports, medicine, technology, business. This is a company that we have been looking at a lot for a number of months. Uh, we all understand that the WNBA season opens this week without Brianna Stewart. She injured herself playing abroad She uh, ruptured her Achilles. A lot of people have been talking about how WNBA players have had uh, too much on their plate and causes stress. We have another perspective as far as prevention and scientific technology and making weekend warriors have the same access to this kind of technology and others. Jeff Conroy bills himself as a life sciences executive, but he's so much more. He's the founder of Embody, which is one of the newest great companies to burst on the scene. How's that for an intro?
1: Oh, perfect,
0: Rick. Really, I appreciate the opportunity to check in. Thank you. Well, we do this on a regular basis, obviously, because it is a long journey. And first of all, give us a quick elevator speech about what Embody aspires to do and how unique you are in that position.
1: No, absolutely. So Embody is really focused on leveraging your own body's regenerative power. We build these collagen-based scaffolds which uh, accelerate the repair and the healing of tendon and ligament injuries. And so for indications like uh, Achilles tears, which will be our first product that we launch and for rotator cuff tears, we are really focused on leveraging the power of collagen and our aligned matrix to harness the cells in your body and grow a new layer of tendon-like tissue over a surgical repair. And the reason that's important is that if we can grow new tissue, we can inhibit scar formation and less scarring accelerates your rehab. And that's, those are the things that we'll prove out in human trials. For our journey, I mean, our, the genesis of this company is that the Department of Defense... Had a real challenge in that they want to accelerate the recovery of special operations forces, Navy SEALs, Green Berets, Rangers, and so we were tasked with the opportunity to develop our technology uh, with support from DARPA and DOD. Now we've taken it over the last four years into uh, the, from the lab into animals, and we're finishing our pivotal study for Achilles this year, and the. The uh, the path is we'll have an FDA 510k clearance in the beginning of next year, and so I really everything we're doing is planning for patients being implanted with our technology sometime within the next 12 months, and um, and really have the opportunity then to work with leading orthopedic surgeons and leading clinicians to start to build the body of evidence in human studies, and so. We're really looking forward to becoming a commercial stage company. We think uh, that tapestry product that will launch in the first quarter of 2020 will quickly be followed later next year by a rotator cuff indication, and uh, and longer term, we're doing some really interesting things, harnessing the power of collagen to build an ACL internal support, so to to eventually move into the really significant ACL space, but. You know, Achilles alone is an important market. 70,000 people tear their Achilles tendon every year, and our goal is to make a measurable impact on their recovery uh, and then move that into the shoulder and then demonstrate that we can then take it into the knee. And so uh, I've got a great team of scientists. We've been pushing on our development. We've done this in about four and a half years, and, uh, you know, we're just thankful for the opportunity to have some advanced technology and a solution that we think harnesses regenerative medicine and the power of your own cells and the ability to grow new tissue as a way to uh, really reduce retail rates and long-term help athletes in particular understand that they can continue to push themselves and, uh, and, and, again, build the case and build the evidence that supports our ability to return them to sport.
0: Jeff Conroy just didn't walk up to the bar and say, hey, let's order some new Achilles. The guy has been in the business for 30 years across life sciences, therapeutics, diagnostics, medical devices, uh, Stendhal, then Adjuvant and other companies before you got involved in Mbody. What is kind of the overarching um, philosophy or theory that the international kind of sports fan should take away with your, your toiling in the fields b- before you kind of landed on this?
1: Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I think that like everyone, I've had a series of experiences that prepared me for where I am. I learned uh, how to build relationships, but importantly, I learned how cadaver tissue was used in a lot of these repairs and wanted to find an engineered solution. There had to be a better way to repair uh, these injuries And, and at the end of the day I think it's a normal evolution of technology. Sports fans understand athletes are faster, athletes are stronger, athletes are pushing themselves thanks to technology and training and nutrition. This is an extension that our advancements for repairing athletes and advancements for repairing everyone our children our wives our loved ones are also advancing and and the trend particularly in the use of implants in surgery is if we can move to products based on collagen that are uh, biologic in effect and that stimulate uh, you know cells to regrow then this is a great preference over plastics or polyester or polymers being used.
0: So, you obviously have experience in the rocky road of getting a patent intellectually as well, uh, long-term lecturer on intellectual property at the MS program at Georgetown, uh, but also Virginia Tech's biomedical technology development and management MS program. The point is, you knew this wasn't easy when you got into it, but it looks like you're on the way to protecting the product
1: yeah but obviously anyone who's in almost any technology based space uh, intellectual property is probably second only to the team you have and can you prove it works and so we we demonstrate that we have a business based on ip for sure um you know but it's one component and and just like investors and just like uh Clinical data and just like surgeons who support what you're doing, it's a, it's 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 one piece of the puzzle that uh, that we're focused on.
0: So let's return for a minute uh, to the whole DARPA process. It is unique and it deserves to be told in a little more detail. Uh, can me a little bit of the history of your connection with the Defense Department and how they ultimately aligned with you and on what basis?
1: No, great question. Uh, You know, DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. They are probably one of the premier innovation-driven shops in the world. They invest in innovation. They invest in process of creating innovation. And so, and and their mandate is anything that is going to equip the uh, infrastructure a, uh, for defending the country and equip warfighters for doing their job, and in our case, equip the medical institutions to be able to uh, help these patients recover. And so, DARPA's DARPA's really uh, been responsible for a great number of innovations, including the internet. And so. We had the opportunity to, you know, look at how we would take a, a, a program that they had called atoms to products and the whole idea, the thesis was that the atom or molecular level substances have strength and we want to we wanna demonstrate that we can maintain those strengths at the mesoscale, which is say millimeter to centimeter. And so, we were able to just communicate with DARPA and tell our story around Using collagen as a substrate, using collagen as a substance that we would use to make these products, and that we would mimic the ability of this material and the structure of a native tendon to be able to come up with our product. It was a very competitive process. There's multiple levels of review and and competition. We were lucky that uh, you know we were among some some great institutions that were also funded in that program and. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's been an excellent kind of a good housekeeping seal of technology and innovation improvement. Uh, it also enabled us to, uh, to to really focus on developing the whole solution. And, and that means also, to your previous point, protecting it with the right amount of intellectual property and having the license to, to stumble once in a while, right? It, it's science. And, and invention isn't a linear process. We run into challenges, we solve problems, we learn from those problems and and oftentimes it's the unintended consequences. it's the benefits of solving a problem that all of a sudden result in that we, we increased our efficiency or we lowered our cost. And so I really uh, I, I really look at DARPA as having giving us, given us the ability and the opportunity to, to have time to think, invent, demonstrate our success, and, um, and they've been a tremendous partner.
0: Well, and, and also, this is a business and a sports show, but it, it, is, it is appropriate to kind of reach out and give kudos to a, 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 de, a department when, when they're in the headlines. sometimes. It's all about uh, equipment that doesn't work or, or, or something wrong. This is an incredible program that you're in the middle of, and it's not just one facet. I mean, you're into the Naval Advanced Medical Research Unit and, and collagen tubes for certain other parts of the DARPA pipeline, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, obviously, uh, it's a very positive relationship that you're uh, basically becoming the link from defense to sports, as it were
1: no uh, uh, yes for sure and and i think it also just highlights that you look at consider healthcare as 24% of our economy healthcare is a large part of the responsibility of the defense infrastructure for the men and women who defend us and so this is this is part of that process and uh, and it it's it's led to the initial work with darpa has led to now a contract with the army uh, also relationships with the Air Force and the Navy that are that are independent of DARPA and so we've just been very thankful that we have found a real robust infrastructure with lots of innovative scientists and surgeons who want to participate in developing the kind of products that we're developing and are also, uh, you know, and, and in some cases they offer resources to us, in some cases we bring the resources and we're paying uh, to be in in studies and involved with them, and so it it works both ways and, and they 've proven to be great partners
0: a couple more sports related questions to kind of end this. The one is we started by talking about the Brianna Stewart injury, which is only tangentially related, but it is pretty clear that a body, even on a world class professional athlete, has uh, maximums and stress points, and so uh I guess the moral of that story is not necessarily pay more money to pro athletes so they don't have to work elsewhere it's part of the deal but that's not what you're trained in what your expertise is you got to make sure that you look at every kind of medical opportunity to keep these world world class athletes as finely tuned machines correct
1: No you you do and I think the lesson is we, we can't always fight nature, you know, failure rates of something like a tendon are always going to be uh, at a 10% more or less stress level. And so you can, uh, you, you can make sure you're stretched, you can be pliable, you can be strong and be fast, but at some point you're working against nature and you, and you, you, can, you can suffer an injury on the court, you can suffer an injury on the staircase if you're not careful. And so I think, you know, the, the, the challenge is as you're recovering, you want to be an informed patient and I, and I think like everything now, we have, to, we have to be aware of what is evolving in certain areas if we're, if we're sports medicine patients. And, and in general, you know, our goal is, this is these are products and benefits that we're going to bring to all sports medicine patients as we expand the use of them over the coming years. And and as are, as are a number of other companies. This is a you know this is an age of regenerative medicine products kind of coming into more standard practice, and I think that's going to benefit patients, uh, obviously long long term.
0: It's a great story, ladies and gentlemen. It's basically how DARPA and an enlightened defense department inspired a world class entrepreneur to successfully negotiate the tapestry Achilles rabbit pilot study that then allows him to create a product that might end up growing regenerative tissue on weekend warriors someday pretty interesting link huh
1: well thank you we, we 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 appreciate it and we're very supportive of all of our partners all of our investors and uh, and we're just we're continuing to have a tremendous amount of fun and, and working very hard to bring these products to market next year.
0: We'll follow the story of Jeff Conroy, the founder uh, and, uh, and and chairman of uh, of Embody, and we will also follow its impact on day to day athletes as well as world class athletes as well. Riccaro, inside the boardroom. Speak with you soon. And now it's time for the Sports Tech Minute, the deals that will affect sports technology this week across the globe. First, OTT platform Fubo TV and FanDuel formed a sports wagering partnership in New Jersey. The odds and other gambling information will be added to the mix in Jersey through general sports data. But additionally, TVG and TVG2 horse racing networks uh, affiliated with FanDuel will be available to FUBO subscribers nationwide. Huge for the first time. And a real push for OTT sports platforms to incorporate sports wagering into its properties will open the floodgates for others to follow suit. And it already is. Check in weekly. You'll see other stuff happening. UC Irvine Esports stars on an ESPN2 series. The organization is the focus of a four-part documentary called The Good Game UC Irvine. The miniseries follows the varsity computer gaming team in a lead-up to their national title defense in the 2019 League of Legends College Championship. The team competed in the Riot Games LCS Battle Arena in the West LA May 23, May 26 event. The UCI team, by the way, they're nicknamed the Ant Eaters. This followed players and staff and by documenting esports on TV, it helps to introduce different demographics to competitive gaming. And finally, the NHL airs virtual reality highlights of the Stanley Cup. This year's Stanley Cup, the Blues and the Bruins. Already, Next VR partnered with the NHL to bring VR highlights of the All-Star Game and Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, The Stanley Cup has the added bonus of goalie experience, which will foot fans and skates of goalkeepers on the ice, allowing them to see and experience through the eyes of NHL stars during the game. And by offering more ways to experience an NHL game, the league will be able to attract more diverse array of fans, including, as we heard earlier, that coveted younger demographic. And that's your Sports Tech Minute for this week. Finally, the Sports Power minute. The top issues in sports philanthropy. One of the most charitable figures in the U.S. is retiring. Philadelphia Eagles defensive end Chris Long calling it quits as the reigning Walter Payton Man of the Year after 11 years on the field. He was part of two Super Bowl championship teams in back-to-back seasons with the New England Patriots in 2016 and then the Eagles in 17. The son of NFL legend Howie Long will be defined by the way he used his NFL platform to maximize his humanitarian efforts. And through his organization, Water Boys, he's helped provide more than 200,000 people with clean water in Africa building close to 60 water wells in Tanzania. Additionally, Long donated his entire 2017 salary get that, his entire 2017 salary to educational efforts in Virginia and a quarter of his 2018 salary to help get books into the hands of kids in underserved neighborhoods. With Long announcing his retirement over social media, he can now focus his efforts on charity alongside his wife to continue their community and global impact. He will be missed. Talk about clean water, let's talk about Charles Barkley. He pledged $45,000 for East Africa Clean Water Charity. Sports Illustrated said the NBA legend gave an assist to Milwaukee Bucks Malcolm Brogdon during an appearance on TNT's Inside the NBA as he pledged to donate forty-five grand to the Guards Clean Water Initiative. And off the court, Brogdon created Hoops 2 In in, in 2018, the program dedicated to providing clean water to East Africa. Brogdon's nonprofit was actually founded by Chris Long in his efforts to bring the water to Africa, as we just told you. But Brogdon personally travels overseas each summer to help out and has four other NBA players across the league who are helping him raise money for this initiative. The star power in the Raptors and Bucks series helped to highlight philanthropic initiatives such as Hoops 2-0, which adds a new level of depth to the NBA playoffs. That's your Power of Sports Minute. Big week, keeping score. Next week, the NBA playoffs and NHL and other events intensify, and the Women's World Cup begins. Follow us, if you would, as we continue and keeping score. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Assistance provided by Carlos Swadek, Tanner Simpkins, Reuters Digital. I'm Riccardo. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.